good morning. It's so good to see everyone. Hope everyone had a great Christmas and is ready to look forward to a brand new year. So as we are gathered together, let's stand together and join our voices in praise.
Jesus, Emmanuel. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Jesus, Emmanuel. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Jesus, Emmanuel. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Amen. Thank you for your singing. You may be seated. Well, good morning. Are you awake? All right. Good, 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 good. It's good to see you this morning. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. I hope you had uh, an amazing Christmas this past week and were able to spend some time not only celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but also uh, enjoying some time with family and friends uh, as we celebrate this season. And then we got the new year coming in tomorrow. Uh, who would have ever thought the, uh, that we would see 2024? But we are about to see it if the Lord tarries till midnight. And uh, it's going to be a great new year. Uh, thank you for being here today. I hope you picked up a, a bulletin on the way in. There's some announcements there that I want to call your attention to. Uh, one being that uh, the new adult Bible study time. Starting this Wednesday evening, our adult Bible study that's held in the fellowship hall on Wednesday evenings, we're going to move it to 6.30. That way, if the preacher goes over, you're not as hungry as you are when we start at 7. So we're going to start at 6.30 on uh, this Wednesday night and give that a run, see how that goes. Uh, If it works well, we'll stick with it. If not, then uh, we know that there's always an opportunity to go back to 7 p.m., Christmas card post office. Uh, Today's the absolute last day. It's going to go away after today. So uh, make sure, if you haven't, uh, to check all of the uh, postcards out there, uh, Christmas cards, to see if you have a Christmas card out there. Unfortunately, every year we end up having to toss some because they're not picked up. So please do that. If you see someone's name uh, with a bunch, a stack of Christmas cards and you are willing to take it to them if they're not here, please go ahead and pull those out. And uh, at some point, maybe in this, this coming week, you'll have an opportunity to deliver those. Uh, that would be awesome. Next Sunday is the launch of our new children's church. I want to in, uh, encourage all of our parents to have their, their kids here. Uh, it's a big day for us, and uh, we've worked a, a lot moving toward that uh, direction. And uh, so next Sunday is the big Sunday for that. We're going to take just a moment to pray together, and then we're going to take a moment to pause to remember uh, the loved ones, our family and friends that we've said goodbye to over this past year. So let's pray together. Our Father and our God, it's so good to be in this house of worship today. We thank you for this, what we have celebrated this past week. While, Lord, we know that uh, the spirit of Christmas is with us all year long as we celebrate the coming of our Savior, we thank you that you have given us this time of year set aside just for um, remembering specifically 
that you loved us so much that you gave your only begotten Son. And Lord, we thank you for your great and merciful love toward us. And as we prepare uh, to step into a new year, we thank you, Lord, for the blessings not only of this past year, but we also thank you in advance for the blessings that are in the year to come. We know, Lord, that you have a plan, a purpose for this coming year, not only for our life, but for our church. And we pray for your direction, your guidance, that, Lord, as we step into this new year, we do so holding your hand, following your lead, and allowing you to be the great, merciful, kind, omnipotent God that you are. Guide us in our time of worship today, Lord, is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, each year, we try to pause at the last Sunday of the year to remember our family and our friends who have gone on to be with the Lord during that year. And as I read these names, I'm going to ask that if you are a family member of uh, that person uh, to please stand because we not only want to honor the memory of your loved one, we want to be able to recognize you, uh, that we are praying for you uh, as you go into this new year, uh, and with that, the absence of that loved one. So let's begin, of course, with January of 2023. On January 5th, uh, we said goodbye to Miss Helen Honeycutt. Thank you guys for being here. On January 6th, we said goodbye to Mr. John Henson. On February 3rd, we said goodbye to Mr. Jeff Inscore. March the 2nd, we said goodbye to Mr. Ike Burnett. On July 6th, we said goodbye to Mr. Ronnie Tucker. On July 14th, we said goodbye to Miss Cindy Estep. Thank you, Joe. On July 15th, we said goodbye to Mitchell Hartzell. I know you said I just passed him in the hallway. He's not different Mitchell Hartzell. Uh, On November 12th, we said goodbye to Mr. Dale Austin. Miss Lynn, good to see you guys here today. On December 10th, we said goodbye to Miss Judy Little. Good to see you, brother. Thank you. On December the 11th, we said goodbye to Mr. Steve Osborne. These 10 members of our church body, church family, um, we know and we celebrate with them that they are in the presence of the Lord, but we, as their church family and church body, Uh, still miss them greatly 
and uh, their absence is noted in our church body. We want to remember them today and remember their families in prayer. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for each name that we've called here today, knowing, Lord, that they have left an imprint upon our life, that they have been a meaningful part of this church body, and that now, Lord, they're in your presence in our absence. So, Lord, we pray for these families who are walking through this coming year, um, remembering these loved ones that they've said goodbye to. We pray for your strength, grace, peace upon them. We pray, Lord, that uh, we will not forget these individuals, but we'll keep their names ever on the tip of our tongue, remembering how we have loved them and served beside them, how they have encouraged us throughout the years. Lord, we pray your blessings on these family, and we praise, Father, that you'll just be with them in a special way. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
Great job. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything you've given us, dear Lord, during this past year. Dear Lord, uh, we just uh, look forward to this uh, upcoming year. Uh, just bless us. Uh, just give us what you need us to uh, have, dear Lord. Uh, dear Lord, uh, just uh, bless the offering. Uh, bless it. And uh, do what you uh, will with it, dear Lord. First in your name we pray. Amen. Prepare our hearts and minds for the message to come. Let's stand and join our voices again.
Thank you, Brandon, for leading us today. Nancy's taking a day of vacation. She generally tries to take one after the Christmas season simply because of uh, the hectic schedule that is kept during that season, and we appreciate uh, Brandon filling in today. I want to invite you to turn with me to the book of Psalms, as today we will look at Psalm 27, Psalm 27. And we're going to be looking at the first six verses of that psalm uh, together today as we look at the, the subject matter or the topic of God's secret place. Several weeks ago, we held our Night in Bethlehem event, and many of you, I know, came and enjoyed that. Several others of you participated in it, and we appreciate that so much. But uh, Caleb Whitley said something to me. Uh, We were talking and talking about just different things going on in our life. And uh, being the the godly man that he is, he asked me a question. And uh, I'm glad I had the answer, but he asked me a question. He said, where is your secret place? And I thought, what 
an awesome question to ask. Where's your secret place? And so, of course, that prompted me to, to go back into Scripture and began looking and, uh, at all the different uh, references to that secret place. And so today, uh, I owe uh, Mr. Caleb Whitley, uh, I owe him, uh, excuse me, not Caleb, I said Caleb, listen to me. Uh, we know he, it wasn't Caleb. Remind me of your son's first name. TJ, yeah, that one. It was that one, not Caleb. It was TJ. There you go. Man, alive. You get up here and you start looking at all your beautiful faces and your mind goes blank. Uh, but TJ Whitley asked me that. And what an awesome question it was. And I appreciated that. And so uh, today we're going to look at that. Psalm 27, beginning in verse number 1 and reading down through verse number 6. David writes, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? When evildoers come upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host camp against me, my heart will not fear. Though the war rise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in His temple. For in the day of trouble, He will conceal me in His tabernacle, in the secret place of His tent, He will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, again, thank you for your word that is inerrant, it is infallible, it is authoritative, inspired. Lord, we can do so much more than just read these words and believe them, then we can bank our very eternity on them because they're your words. They're not the words of a man. They're not the words of a mortal, but they are the words of Almighty God. And today, Lord, I pray that as we study your word, that you give us clarity of thought, that you guide us in our contemplation about where our secret place is. And Lord, I pray that as we, as we go through our time together, that you'll draw us closer together, that you'll give us a greater hunger in our heart, in our soul, to know you better, to know you more, and to walk closer to you than we've ever walked before. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you ever have that favorite secret hiding place when you were a kid? I think most of us did. I mean, it was our go-to place when we played hide-and-seek around the house, whether inside or outside. We had that one place that we knew that they were most likely not to find us, and so we would go there. I remember years ago now, it's been a good while back, Hardee's, the restaurant chain, had a commercial that came out and it showed a young boy who disappeared while playing hide and go seek. 
He was missing for 65 years. But then suddenly he emerges from under the front porch and he shouts, I won! I won! Nobody found me. Well, guess what? God has a secret hiding place just for you. He has, he has a secret place for each one of us. It's sacred and it's secret and it's a place where you and I meet Him and spend time with Him. We're not hiding from anyone. We're hiding from the world around us and the culture that invades us and the distractions that call for us. But we're not hiding from a person. We're just we're hiding in the presence of Almighty God. There are two special gifts that King David writes about in those six verses of this Psalm 27 that we find and we only find in God's secret hiding place for us. So that's what I want to do today is I just want to share with you those, those two gifts that God has waiting for you in the new year, when you discover and when you ask Him and when you go to that secret hiding place that He has for you, that place where He desires to meet you each and every day. So what are those two gifts? The very first gift is simply there's a confidence there that dispels fear. We saw that in those first three verses together. He opens up in verse number one. David says, whom shall I fear? Now let's remember he's a king. He's got enemies. He's got countries, nations that look to overthrow him. There are those who want to see him fall. There are even adversaries within his own kingdom. There are those who want to overthrow his throne, but yet... David says, whom shall I fear? And in verse 3, he makes an emphatic statement as he says, my heart will not fear. You see, there's a confidence in that secret place that we can't find anywhere else. That when the world around us seems to be assailing us and attacking us and pushing back on us and, and, and trying to tear our lives in, in different directions, there is a place we can go where we find a confidence that keeps fear at bay. He was confident in his relationship with God. He talks about that in the very first verse that he, he spoke to us. He he uses some very personal language. Don't miss what he says. The Lord is whose light? My light. The Lord is my light. And then he says, and he's also my salvation. You see, he was confident in that relationship that he had with God. My light, my salvation. He is the defense of my life, David knew to whom he belonged. And every time he would step into his secret place and he would spend time with God there, God would remind him again, you are mine. That I've got you. 
that you have my name upon your life and upon your heart. And, and, and I, I have adopted you into my family. You are part of, of a family that is of priests and princesses, a, a, a nation of God's people. He has settled that issue in his life. You see, only the secret place can help us with this. When we, when we find ourselves fearful and we go into our secret place, he again makes us confident in our relationship. He reminds us one more time, you are mine. You belong to the God of the universe if you are a born-again child of God. He has written His name upon you. And He calls you His own. That secret place has a confidence that dispels fear because it reminds us that we can be confident in our relationship with God. And can, by the way, can I tell you something? As if you are born again, saved by grace, washed in the blood of Jesus, there is absolutely nothing you can do to lose that relationship. You say, but you don't know the mistakes I've made. You don't know the poor decisions that I've made. You, you just don't understand the, the mess that I've made in my life. I, I can tell you this, God's got you. That He hasn't disowned you. He hasn't kicked you out of the family. He hasn't isolated you from His relationship. You still belong to Him. And when you go into that secret place, He'll remind you again and again, you are my child. It's not just a confidence in the relationship. He was also found a confidence in God's power. Notice something in in verse number 2 that if you're not careful you'll read right past it and it's easy to do he says he opens verse 2 with when evildoers not if not if I ever find myself in this situation no that's not what David says David says when I find myself in that situation when the enemy comes, when the problems start, when I am attacked. Not if. It's a proven fact that if you are a child of God, that, that the enemy of your soul is, is always seeking for an opportunity to attack you. If you are a child of God, the enemy of your soul is always, always. He never takes a day off. He doesn't take off holidays, by the way. He doesn't take off weekends. He works nights. He's 24-7. And he's always looking for that time, that place, that opportunity to attack you. He's always looking for that moment your guard is down. He's always looking for an opportunity to bring pain into your life. So it's not an if. It's a when you are attacked. And David says, when, my, when the evildoers come, and they will come, and they will bang on the door, and they will try to get to me. He said, when that happens, God has proven His awesome power to me over and over and over again. See, a lot of times what happens is when the enemy begins to, to, to try to assail us, and we, we start being, uh, being anxious about what's going to happen, fear begins to creep in. God says, come to your secret place. 
Come to your secret place. I want to remind you of my power. I want to remind you that there is absolutely nothing, not even death, hell, or the grave can touch you because I've conquered them. When you feel that fear rising up in you, when the evil is knocking at the door, when things seem to be going the wrong way, go to your secret place. I will remind you of my power. God is all-powerful and He wants you to be confident in His power. He has proven His awesome power. He's, he's proven that there's, there's nothing that will come into our life that is too big. There is nothing that will come into our life that is too small. That his power cannot handle. And David is telling us that when I go to my secret place, I feel safe. I feel safe because I am reminded that I have a relationship with God. I'm reminded that He has purchased me with His blood. I'm reminded He has adopted me into His family. And I am reminded that my God is bigger than any problem I'll ever face. That my God is bigger than any enemy that will ever come against me. David felt safe in his hiding place. You see, when we go to our hiding place, there's a gift waiting there for us. And that gift is there's a confidence that dispels fear. But then in verses 4 through 6, uh-oh, that's not good. That was never a good sign. Pray for the officer in Greensboro, by the way, that was killed last night in his family. Pray for his family. But there's a second gift waiting on you, and that is a communion that brings security. In verses 4 through 6, David says, there's just one thing that I really, really need from God. There's a lot of things he offers me and there's a lot of things he can give to me and provide for me but there's one thing I really really need from God and that is that I want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life you say wait a minute wait whoa 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 Tommy is he talking about moving into the temple is he talking about camping out in one of the courtyards is he talking about just living there no 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 he's not talking about the house that is what we think of in a building he's talking about the presence of God he is saying, I just want to dwell in the presence of God. God, don't let me out of your sight. Don't let me wander away. Don't let me stray. I want to stay in the middle of your line of sight constantly. He's talking about a communion that also brings security. David longed to dwell in the house of the Lord. That's what that communion is all about. He's talking about a place where he and God uh, talk together consistently and constantly, where their hearts beat in the same rhythm, where, where, where they are moving in the same direction. He's talking about a communion that brings security. That security comes from being in God's presence. That's what he's talking about in verse 4 and 5. Evil, listen to me, evil cannot stand in the presence of God. Evil cannot stand in the presence of God. When we live daily in the presence of God, we don't have to fear. There is a security there that we can bank on. Does that mean that 
there's, the enemy's not still looking for an opportunity? Does that mean that the enemy is not still seeking out a way to tempt us and attack us? That's not what it means. Here's what it means, that he can't get to you. How's that? That's the security. You're in lockdown when you're dwelling in the presence of Almighty God. When your heart is in that constant communion with God, you're in lockdown. Yeah, the the enemy is still there, and yeah, the enemy is still trying, and yeah, the enemy still has a purpose and a plan, but he can't get to you because God is with you, and you are secure. There's just a security and a peace in God's presence that we find in that secret place. When we quiet ourselves before God when we come into that place that He has designated for us and as our secret place and, and we come into His presence and we commune with Him, we need not worry. Daily communion is all that He asks of us and that's walking in His will and obeying His Word. That's all God wants from us. You want to know what God desires of you? He desires for you to walk with Him daily and commune with Him constantly. He loves you. He loves your presence. He he loves you being with Him. He loves you walking in step with Him. He loves you moving in the direction He desires for you. He loves when you commune with Him. That security comes from being in God's holy presence. But then that security also results in praise. Listen to what David goes on to say in verse number 6. Now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. That's that security. He says, and here's how I'm going to respond to that. I'm going to offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy, and I'm going to sing praises to the Lord. You see, there's something about going into that secret place where our fear is dispelled and security is wrapped around us because we are in the presence of God. Suddenly... We, are, we rise above all of the, the things that are trying to tear us down. Suddenly, God lifts up our head above all that is around us. And the result is our heart will break out in praise. Uh, suddenly, a, a song will be on our lips. Suddenly, His Word will be pouring forth out of our heart where we put it there for safekeeping. Suddenly we find ourselves in a place of worship, a joyful heart because God is with us, because God has delivered us, because God has adopted us, because God has given us His His presence and His power. We can't help but begin to to, to praise Him. Sacrifice, that's not a problem. Sacrifice isn't a problem when we realize that God is surrounding us. He's not just in front of us or behind us or beside of us. He has surrounded us and He keeps us in His safekeeping. Sacrifice is not a problem then because God has delivered us. He has brought us out. He has, he has given us rest for our heart and for our soul. 
He wants to take away our fear. He wants to take away our, 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 our intimidation that we feel, our anxiety. And He wants to give us the confidence that comes from being in that secret place. Do you have a secret place? You see, it doesn't have to be just one place. That secret place may be in your car today where it's just you and God. You're singing praises to Him and you're worshiping in His presence. Tomorrow, it, it, may, it may be by your bedside. But it's always that place. You, you've got that place. You know, I'm going to meet God. It's His secret place. David talks about His secret place. For in the day of trouble... He will conceal me in his tabernacle, talking about it in his presence. And in the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. No, we're not playing hide and seek with the world, but we're playing hide and seek with all those things that wish to destroy us. And like that young boy that crawled up under that porch 65 years ago. If we go to God's secret place, One day he'll call us home and we can say as that young boy did as he came out from underneath that porch. I won! (laughs) They couldn't find me. I was hidden safely in the presence and in the power of Almighty God. I was in my secret place. And because of what God has done, I have won. That secret place. Do you know He has a secret place just for you? He really does. But the question is, do you know where it is? Do you know where it is? Have have you found it yet? Maybe you've stumbled into it a time or two. But is it somewhere you go consistently? Is it somewhere that you make a priority to go? It's the center of His will for your life where you'll find the fullness of His presence. And there you're going to find the confidence that you need when troubles come. You're going to find a confidence that keeps fear at bay. You're going to, you're going to keep that, that fear from taking over your life. And there in that secret place you'll find that intimate communion with God. The God who said, let there be and there was, that's what you'll find. There you will find peace and joy for your weary soul. Can we go to that last slide, please? Have you discovered God's secret hiding place for you? If no, then can I tell you something? Today's a good day to find out where that is. Just ask Him, by the way. He's got one picked out for you. He's already designated it. In fact, He's been waiting there for you with those gifts in hand. He wants to give them to you. He's just waiting for you to show up. If you know where it is, if you've got that secret hiding place, can I tell you something? Is that somewhere you go regularly? Is it somewhere you just happenly leisure into every now and again? Or is it some place that you find a priority in your life? God has peace and joy for your weary soul, but it's waiting for you in His secret place. In just a moment, we're going to stand together. We're going to sing together.
This altar is open if you feel led to come, to kneel, and to pray. Or perhaps right there where you are, you need to pray, Lord, show me for the secret place you have for me. Don't, Don't let me miss it. Life's greatest joys and the, the, life's greatest peace is waiting for you in a secret place. Lord, don't let me miss it. Maybe that's what you need to pray. Lord, show me where it's at. And if he's already shown you, then maybe today needs, your prayer needs to be, Lord, give me a hunger to dwell there. Give me a hunger to go there often, regularly, consistently, that I can find waiting that confidence and that communion that you so desire for me to have. Today's a good day to find it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that your heart's desire is for us to dwell in the house of the Lord, not camping out in a church building, but living in your presence, making it a priority that we visit that secret place that you have for us often and consistently. That, Lord, when we we enter in, we may enter in a wreck. (laughs) We may go into that secret place with all kinds of burdens and problems and troubles. But when we get there, you have gifts waiting for us. Confidence that will set our fear aside and a communion with us that will give us security of heart. Lord, I pray for those in this room right now that has yet to find that secret place. How I pray that even right now, Lord, you are impressing upon their heart and their mind and their soul that there is a designated place. There is a place you're waiting for them. You've put these gifts there. And you want them to have them. Lord, show them where it's at. And give them courage to go there. Lord, for that one that knows where it is, but just has been avoiding it lately. That one that has kind of pushed that part of their relationship with you to the side. Lord, may today be a day when their heart yearns. When their soul burns for that secret place. And the gifts that you've given them every time they've shown up. Lord, in these next few moments, take us to our secret place. That we may give honor and glory and praise to your name. That we may worship you as one who is delivered, set free, enveloped in your presence. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together as we sing. Your God has
Oh. 